shit. Yo. What's going on? What, what's going on, fellas? This is Project Red in the chat in the Discord. All right. What's Project up? Project Red. First time calling. <laughs> Hello. Uh, I, you guys, uh, everyone there, everyone involved, you, you started talking this this Bledsoe stuff and I, I don't, I was going to call. I was going to call because I had an experience about four hours ago. Oh, wow. Uh, Fresh. Yeah. With, with my wife, we were walking the neighborhood. I live in a rural area. You know, it's, it's neighborhood. Houses are really close together. We've got our, you know, little plot of lawn. It's not much. But we're walking the neighborhood, and we're on our way to uh, our son's school for a back-to-school thing. You know, all the parents go. And we get about three quarters of the way there, and I look over to my right, and I see the sunset. And I said, that looks really nice. It's, you know, orange, blue, beautiful. But there's this one light, and it's an orb. Maybe, I, I can't even judge the distance. It was just a light. But what was funny is it wasn't going towards us or away from us. It was moving left to right. And it was at a real slow pace. And I'm thinking maybe helicopter. Now, I, you guys, everyone that sees me in Discord, you know I, I post alien stuff. Uh, I'm I'm the I'm the alien guy. I don't mind it, <laughs> but I'm a skeptic at heart. I I'm not going to jump at anything until I have definitive proof. I think we're all that way. But so don't worry. You know, I, <laughs> yeah, we all want to believe. We all want to believe. That's the truth. <sighs> And I've never, I've never seen anything that's really made me say, you know what, that's, that's weird, or that's strange, or that's, you know, with my own eyes, at a firsthand experience. And this thing, it shifted left to right, and my wife looked at it, and she goes, that's weird. I said, yeah. And then it looked like it went behind a cloud, but there's no clouds. We, we were looking at the sunset. It was beautiful. There was nothing in the sky. It, it phased out just completely. And then moved about, uh, like, if you look at the, the first star of the night, you know, the bright one, off to the east right now, where I'm at on the east coast, or, yeah, it's off to the east, I think it's Venus right now, or Jupiter, one of the planets, it was about as bright as that, but it moved about star height in the sky, like, it moved up, and then started doing left to right again, and at this point, she's on her way to the school, she goes, I gotta go, we got this meeting, I'm standing outside of a random house for about five minutes talking to her, and she's not there. I'm talking to her. I'm like, there it is. There, there it is. The neighbors must have thought I was batshit crazy. <laughs> but I swear this thing just hovered there left to right. And as I watched it, it started to turn. Like, you could see it was turning. It wasn't just a, a light coming at me. It was just on and off, on and off, left and right. And then it would go behind a non-existent cloud and drop back down to about sunset eye level horizon. Did this for about, I want to say another five minutes. And at that point, a couple was walking their, their child and dog with a stroller, maybe 300 feet away. And they just watched me pointing at the sky. And eventually I realized they were there and I went, Oh, I'm sorry. Go so I got off the sidewalk. I'm like, okay, uh, now I'm the guy who's looking in people's front yards. I said, all right, let me Important. move on. Let me move on. But I made a point to call my old, my, my old man lives maybe five minutes away from me. And I call him up and say, yo, pop, go out your front door. Look at this. And he goes out. And as soon as he did, off it went. It just vanished. And it never came back. That's and I'm like, what did I just see? <laughs> you know? 
Uh, I mean, okay, I have a question for you. Did it arise from the sunset? Like, did it look like it was part of the sunset at first? Well, where we were located, we were sitting facing it. I'm I'm a huge, uh, I'm a huge, you know, outdoors kind of person. I like to get out and my, my kid loves, he loves Pokemon. So we play Pokemon Go with him and she's sitting there playing and I, I have my phone and I'm on mine and we're, we're going through and we're just sitting on the curb looking around and it just instantly like you, like you would see like a plane coming at you. It just came in out of nothing. Mm-hmm. And there it was right next to the sun. And it started to do that left and left and right thing. And that's what, that's what threw me off. Have you ever seen anything like that before? Off. Not around here. I mean, where we're located, we've got uh McGuire air force base in New Jersey, not too far away. I mean, it's, it's a stone's throw away across the river. But you see big, you know, the C-130s going over. You see, you know, different helicopters. And when they're close and they're getting ready to go into land, you can tell that they they know where they're going. This was nothing like that. It just, it didn't make a sound. It didn't move in a pattern. It, it wasn't a plane pattern. It was doing its own thing. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what just tripped me up. I said, you know, this is, it's just not normal to see something in this area like that. And I've, I've lived in this spot for 30 some years and it's never, never done it, but it was cool. I'll tell you that much. It was really, it was an experience. That's awesome. Yeah. I, and the funniest thing is I was experiencing it alone. I thought I was with my <laughs> wife and she was going down the block. It was just meant for you. She's like, you just stay with the orb. That's I'm it. going I mean. to the school. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, when, when we talk about things, you know, in Discord and on, 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 you know, the night shift like this, you know, synchronicities. And I, I told her, I said, when we got home, I said, I'm not going to say anything to my, my son. I'm not going to say anything. Just between you and me. Like, this is. And she goes, well, what about, what about Hollow, you know, Hollow Sky? I'm like, eh, yeah, maybe I will. I'm like, maybe I'll call tonight. And the first thing that happened, you guys start talking about that. I'm like, all right, I have to. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I have to. Like, it, it's, it happened. So. That's awesome, yeah. man. That is awesome. I don't know. It was fun. Maybe you'll start saying it more. But that you. I, I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna object to it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm open to it. You know. I. I think. I think we all have the experience. Uh, that or the. You know. The ability to experience it. It's just once you reach that state of mind where you're open to maybe anything. Anything's possible. Absolutely. Maybe it just kind of manifests. Yeah. But all right. Well, I'm, I'm gonna. Let somebody else call, but I thought this was uh, this was an important time. It happened, like you said, like six thirty today. Congratulations awesome. on your orb! <laughs> my orb, my first orb of the sky. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> thank awesome. you. Yeah, everybody have a good night and uh, enjoy. Stay safe and stay weird. You as well, well, brother, my friend. All right, thank you for everything. <laughs> Always. What I was going to tell you guys uh, while we wait, if anybody else calls, but uh, what I was going to tell you guys is like, if you watch the history channel, what they, they put EEGs on Chris's mind or on his, on his head, they put it on his head while he was interacting with these orbs. And this is what they said there. They you can see on the EEG that right when these orbs come, his mind goes into a state of flow state and it goes into a deep meditative state that's similar to a monk that has been studying meditation for a long time. 
and it goes into like these theta waves and it goes into all these different waves that we're not normally in a normal state of mind. So that makes me wonder if like when we go, like people meditate all the time, they say that, say that they get knowledge and they get like all these things. Downloads. Yeah. And it's almost like, what if that is you tapping into other dimensions by meditating, getting your mind to different waves? Because they even talk about dream state. When we get into REM, we're in a totally different wave and where time, space, all that stuff doesn't exist. You know, it's almost like, right. why do we need to sleep at night? Why do we need to go into these other worlds? Sleep is good. We get, <laughs> but good. I'm wondering, like, do we go into other dimensions? Because there is proof that our thoughts actually go in and out of other dimensions. They've actually proved this with science that our thoughts and memories and stuff go in and out of this dimension. And so it's almost like when we sleep, are we going into other dimensions? Maybe Chris is able to communicate with these things because he goes into a certain meditative state. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's, I, I can get behind and that. it's like you, you reach this certain wavelength because maybe each dimension is a wave, you know? I don't know. Behind it. I don't I've always know. had this theory that like our consciousness uh, plays more of a part in the phenomena than we could ever possibly imagine. Because if you think about um, a lot of times when people mention experiencing all these different entities and it, it's like. Got a phone call coming in, Steve. That. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Hey, welcome to the night shift. What's going Yo. on? Hey, what's up? Thanks for taking my call, guys. Uh, Absolutely. I got, got something I've been kind of wanting to get off my chest for a while. Um, it doesn't really fit with the theme of the show, but it's, it's been a super interesting show, and I thank you guys for it. Um, I grew up as a child seeing seeing spirits and entities and things like that, and uh, you know, kind of left me in my adult life. Uh, now I have young kids, um, and it's kind of moved on to my son. Um, you know, I've got tons of stories from my childhood. And, and things like that that I could share, <clears throat> but uh, you know, my main concern is my child. Um, you know, he started off a couple of years ago uh, seeing the Hat Man, and he had never heard of the Hat Man. He doesn't listen to these podcasts and never, never share those kind of scary things with him. And uh, he described the Hat Man to to me to a T. Um, you know, and it, it mentioned some things and. I kind of look at everything with a, with a Christian worldview. So, you know, I talked to him about how to like rebuke those things and how to, how to, to, to cast them out in the name of Jesus. And I understand not everybody believes in that, but that's what we do. Um, but uh, about a year ago, he was in my bed sleeping and it was, you know, two, two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. And he stands straight up stiff as a board and points in the corner of the room and says, there's two people. And he's scared to death. And it scared the absolute shit out of me. Um, you know, I, I sit up in bed. I'm looking, trying to see it. I can't see anything. And, uh, you know, he's pointing them out. Um, and, you know, we talked a little bit more about it and how to, how to call those things out and call in the name of Jesus and try to comfort him and get him back to sleep, you know, like a dad would do. Um, but it bothered me because I could tell he was scared. I could tell he was totally, totally terrified. Um to maybe two, three months later, I started getting attacked in my sleep. Um, it started first, first with what I got. It was, I don't, I've never really experienced, experienced sleep paralysis, but I think this was probably the closest thing to it. 
um, I it was kind of awoke in the middle of the night to this ugly woman type thing sitting on my chest and, and strangling me off my bed. Uh, the strange thing about it is I had had no fear. Um, I wanted to fight this thing. Um, and it's it's choking me. I can't breathe. And in and, and, and previous times to that, I had woken up in the middle of the night and was gasping for air. And my wife was trying to wake me up and I couldn't couldn't breathe. Woke up absolutely winded, tears in my eyes <clears throat> and all this stuff. And uh, but this particular conflict that we had, she was choking me over the, the corner of my bed and tried to spit something in my mouth. Um, and it, I remember vividly, it almost felt like a piece of metal hit me on the front of my teeth because my teeth were gritted. And uh, whatever she tried to spit in my mouth never made it in my mouth. Um, and, you know, eventually got, got to my senses and, you know, called on the name of Jesus and it went away. Um, got to a couple of days later, you know, now keep in mind, my son said he's seen two, two people in, in, at this point in time. Um, I was, it was almost like a sleep paralysis thing, but it was, it was like another attack, but it wasn't, it wasn't a woman, it was a man this time. And, uh, we had commenced the fighting kind of in, in this dream state that I was in or whatever it was. Um, but, uh, I remember looking at the guy and thinking, all right, now I got you. And this whole experience, you know, I'm not a brave, I'm not trying to make myself sound brave or courageous or anything like that, but I just wanted to take these things out for the sake of my kid. Um, and I remember, you know, facing this thing down and, and, and grabbing a hold of it. And we, we come to blows in this dream, not like a full physical fist fight, but as soon as we made contact, I woke up. Um, he hasn't had any experiences since these two conflicts. Um, but I'm concerned that, you know, this is going to continue. There's some things that go on in my house and things that I see that, uh, you know, like I've seen a little girl walking down the hallway when no one's home, you know, it, we, we live in the middle of nowhere on a, in an old kind of reclaimed farmhouse type deal. But, uh, you know, I'm concerned about my son. I, you know, I'm just kind of curious if you've heard anything like that, um, what I can do to continue to combat it. Um, you know, we, we, we train them up. My kids, I don't, I don't discount anything my kids say because of my previous experiences, um, which are, you know, as you, as, you know, you look back in your life and you look at your paranormal experiences and, and you kind of discount them. You're like, yeah, but you, if you really sit down and examine them through this lens, this, this, this worldview now that, that, that I have, um, there was some wild stuff that went down, you know? Um, I just want to equip my kids and, and equip myself to, to take this stuff out, you know, um, and, and I've never had anything fail, even in my younger days, that, you know, where I couldn't call on the name of Jesus Christ and, and, and stuff just completely dissipate. But I just kind of wondering if you've ever heard anything like that. Um, I appreciate you guys' time. I'll, uh, I'll hang up and take your answers unless you guys have any questions. Oh. No, oh, I guess young. I wonder, man, I don't know. That's I mean, in my mind, like I've heard scenarios similar to to that like happening. You know, like when you talk about sleep paralysis and stuff like that, like I've had sleep paralysis numerous times and I've seen entities during that time and a lot of people that I've, you know, talked to who've had sleep paralysis have experienced that, but also, too, I just wonder if that is um, if that has happened just from move like since moving into that house, 
I know that he's talking about how this happened to him when he was younger and then it went away and then it started happening to his son being in that house. I wonder if this is pertaining to the house itself because, you know, people have had like priests or, you know, somebody come into the house and like bless the house and eradicate that from the house because I know I've heard a lot of times that sometimes these energies or these dark forces attach to things and then they stay with those things. They don't necessarily follow people from place to place um, unless they attach to a person. But, you know, if this is a house thing, um, it might be beneficial to have somebody come in and, and bless your house, you know. Yeah, that's a, that that's a good be point. My yeah. first recommendation. Uh, he said he was already um, religious. I would find somebody that you trust, uh, clergy, preacher, whatever. See if they see if they would come in and bless the house. That way, at least you can. If it is geographical tied to the house, that should kind of lull it lull it away. If it's something different, if it's something generational. Um, I think you have to go about it a little differently and I'm not sure what way that would be if I'm being honest. Um, Jesus Christ, that's... the phone line is blowing the fuck up right now. <laughs> We've had three separate callers. Call the, the, the spitting in the mouth thing is just, oh, that's gross. That's man. fucked up. I've never heard a night hag story like that. And he said something metal. And the fact that he... Yeah, he's, he it, it immediately it makes me think of something demonic because I've read uh, possession stories where they will spit up pieces of nail oh, from the crucifixion. Too. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's I've the heard first that thing too. I thought I've of. I've never heard like, that. That is disgusting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would monitor that and if there's like symptoms in that and I would talk to some sort of and the fact that it's like know, physically attacking him albeit in his in his sleep whatever that's pretty malicious so the first thing i would I feel do, like those children yeah. too are a lot more open to and that's why they get attacked more and that's why a lot more kids have a lot of experiences and then as they get older the experiences kind of go away because they get kind of hardened to these types of things but there are some things that actually just linger with someone throughout their life um but you know i don't know that and i feel tough. like these things feed they feed off of our vulnerability wow um yeah. which now that he's a father his children are going to be his biggest the the biggest crack in his armor is going to be his kids yeah and it also is playing off uh his possible sleep paralysis where when i have sleep sleep paralysis i'm just like i have an an unfathomable fear i never i've never seen anything yes outside it's terrifying of, never seen anything outside of what was going on when we were talking about the blood so case but mostly it's just me not being able to move and just like it's it's almost like a, a prey kind of fear like there's something there and it's like after me i never see yeah. it i never hear it but i know it's there it's just ingrained inside of me and i feel like these things kind of feed off that that unexplainable fear so that's what i would yep. do i would try to eliminate you it another call yeah, we got another call. Hey, welcome to the night shift, Yo. old friend. Yeah, yeah, you, you know how I feel about 
religion and spirituality, but if a night hag tried to spit in my mouth, bro, it <laughs> would be that? spiritual warfare. <laughs> it would be spiritual warfare on another <laughs> level. I would be getting a priest. I'd be getting a rabbi. I'd be getting a guru, whatever it took to clean that house. And yeah, that's, I've heard of night hags doing wild stuff, but spitting something in somebody's mouth is on a whole nother level. Gross. It's crazy. That's, that's man. terrifying. Gross. But I don't know. I don't know if anybody had any suggestions because he asked for suggestions, but I think I'm with Avery. Yeah, I think I'm with Stephen Avery that you got to get somebody in there to bless that home. And yeah, I, I mean, concur. I got to give the dude props. Um, it sounds like he fucked up the first two entities that came at him. Like he he laid the hammer down on them, which so mad props to you for just standing up and, and and going to town. But bro, like off topic, I just had deja vu, and I feel like this has all gone down before. Anyway, <laughs> it probably has. <laughs> It probably has. <laughs> it just it just hit me. I'm like, I've seen this curtain somewhere. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that a lot. So now that you three have come together on the blood blood so do any of you feel any different than you did before you started the conversation? And if so, what, what differences do you see now? Um, cause I, I feel before you go into it, Steve, I feel like chiller went in, was going into it with a certain perspective until you and Kyle shared your experiences with, you know, what happened to you. So I thought maybe there would be a, a difference in thought there now. I'll I'll say something about that really quick because I came at this definitely in a certain perspective with underlying thoughts that have been crossing my mind for a while. And Steve and Kyle played on those thoughts and brought them up and kind of made a point of those things that I was trying to um trying to kind of like I was trying to paint this more in a in a experience like my experience like this was a good experience and it's kind of made me question a lot more about now that I've had that experience but then they brought up points that played on some of the ulterior narratives going on in my mind that now kind of rose those up where I'm kind of like okay well now I need to start really weighing out and and not just like traveling off into one perspective if that makes sense um so yeah i would say that now i i'm a now i have more questions for them that are going to allow me to kind of dive into that more especially when i talk to ryan here in a few weeks yeah you'll 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 go in there armed which would be great and be like listen you know, you'll <laughs> Right. Okay, I got some questions. Right. And I, I, I don't, I, th- I think my opinion is the same. Um, They're great people. I'm still, yeah, I'm still hopeful that, that it's nothing but positivity. I really am. Um, I just, my gut pushes me in a different direction. 
Um, and that's, that could be just that I'm fucking cynical sometimes, you know, I don't, I don't take a lot of things at face value. It could just be simply that, but, uh, I hope that it's, I hope that it's nothing but good for Mr. Bledsoe and all the Bledsoe's. I wouldn't want anything negative to happen to him at all whatsoever. Absolutely. And I hope that they're not even being taken advantage of, you know, if that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because that's a good possibility as well with all of these CIA government, NASA officials that are surrounding them and maybe pumping their brain full of a lot of things as well. A lot of manipulative entities and they're on, they're definitely on this planet. They're not from (laughs) other dimensions. Yeah. We're really fucking good at that. (laughs) I'm a, I'm right where I was, Twiz, before we even talked about it. I think I called it, uh, what I call it, interdimensional Stockholm Syndrome. And I think I'm just right there, right there with it. Um, It's, it seems like he's like, he is comparing his experiences to, to stories and stuff from the Bible But then if you dig in two different things, you like, what was it? Uh, Brotherhood of the snake. Like the, the, they're essentially saying that the Bible is a manipulation tool. Uh, If you read into the uh, theory or the theory that Jimmy Carter was briefed on UFOs and it left him in tears because he was such a religious man. And the information he got was that these entities created all religions to manipulate mankind. He's kind of getting all of his positive references from the Bible, which if it was used as a manipulation tool from these entities, then that does him no good. It's just as bad as it was before. Yeah. So, like I said. Well, I mean, he definitely does state that the that there are elements of the Bible that are true, but it has been totally taken over and manipulated in ways where we don't like understand Jesus the right way. And, and, and all these different types of things. Um, and I can kind of get on board with that in a way, but I also get kind of scared because that's also the narrative that's, that's pushed by a lot of like occult and esoteric and, and different types of philosophies as well that I get, I don't know, my mind's all fucked up in this whole arena because it's like you have so many different narratives and you don't know which one is true but there's so much evidence that can be created to make all of them true you know so what what do you believe (laughs) in the i'm with kyle especially when it comes to the dog i mean yeah you hear love to really really only the two Lazarus and and Jesus that came back even when I think if I'm getting it right Abraham was supposed to kill Isaac on the mountain and God stopped him right before he did I mean that's all Old Testament stuff I don't see why if if the thought process is we are going with okay it's Christianity it's God it's Jesus we're living under a whole set of new rules. I don't see why he, this entity, however it would choose to interact with the Bledsoe, Chris Bledsoe or whoever, would choose to use that manner of, of showing itself. I mean, you would think that it would be on faith in what he's seen, not necessarily having to kill his dog. 
it's just you know and if it is this is this is where i'll leave you if it is god or jesus or whatever that this is interacting with and these are the tactics it's using god help us all when the real devils and satan shows up because that's some that's some cold stuff well that god is supposedly using and works to prove himself well one thing I, I will say is that he didn't actually know exactly how this dog got his throat slit so it very well could be different variables you know if we want to think about a physical form if something happened that we don't know like he he never said that like you know he witnessed this dog's throat being slit or that he witnessed how it even went down but he believes that maybe it could have happened from the entity to prove that he has healing abilities what if this is like what if something evil did that and he was given the powers of of good to heal it you know it's like almost like there's variables that we just don't understand in that story and we're kind of jumping to a certain conclusion in that potentially you know i mean if if that's the case if there are i could have swore it was a definitive in my research that the entity did this that and the other but who to say that i didn't read it wrong didn't present it wrong there's a million possibilities at least in this there. book but that he's you, written that's how he lays it out okay so that, that's 100 percent fair if if there are unseen variables you know you, you could say the dog clipped its neck on a, a barbed wire fence, whatever, whatever the case may be. And then it runs, it's, it's running into its safety. It's bleeding. And then the entity then saves it. Okay. Well, that's a whole different fucking spin right. on the narrative there. Right. Right. So maybe there are puzzle. And I, me and Steve have always said that there might be puzzle pieces. There's well, I'll take that back. There are obviously puzzle pieces that we don't have because it is not our story we do not hold all the cards they hold all the cards yeah right there could there could be way more information that they have neglected to mention or don't want to mention or can't mention right yeah and sometimes we're so convoluted um, by our own perception you know absolutely and i, I absolutely. try to be that person who who tries to unless it's like verified you know i'll, I'll try to try to have some other aspects or way of looking at something. So we don't, I don't know. I mean, I'll have to look into that more, but that's something I'll ask. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's wild. It is. But, uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for letting me call in guys. Thanks for coming on to Queen's awesome episode. And uh, I'll leave you guys with that. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. Stay safe, brother. All good. Always. Later, guys. Later. I like this whole phone thing. I feel like I'm just going to hang out now at nighttime being like, anyone want to call me? Hey. (laughs) It's cool. (laughs) It's cool. (laughs) It is a good time. Like I said, some nights it's just smashing. Some days. We've had some pretty fucking crazy calls. Do you guys typically do it on the same night each each week? Yeah, Wednesday nights. Wednesday nights. Yeah, Wednesday nights. Yeah, that's awesome. We usually run for this is about as long as we go, about two hours, since we have to get up and go to work and everything. But yeah, yeah, we do eight o'clock Wednesday nights. 
Um, usually it's just me and Steve. We talk about some weird shit in the beginning and then open up the, the lines and see what, see what's popping. That's awesome. It's a lot of fun. And then we, we will take like, in it, you know, with you too, um, we take the episode and then repost it to the podcast. So that way everybody gets to hear it. You just get an added benefit of being here live because you can communicate with us and call in and all that jazz. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, I'm so learning all this cool stuff that you can do. Yep. You can do a lot. You can do a lot. You just got to be able to have the- carve out the time. Exactly. And, that's that's and, the issue. And dedicate to it. That's the yeah. issue is time. The, yeah. <laughs> Telling me. <laughs> it's crazy. Some people think you, you can just I've, pump an episode out and just put it out. And I'm like... It's, yeah. it's like a full-time job, and, man. Oh, man. And legitimately, I don't think me and Steve have missed a drop in a very, very long time. I don't I don't know if we've ever taken vacation from it. That's unbelievable. I've taken two. Been a couple times where we've been sick. But yeah, we've had some one-offs. Yeah, been a couple times we missed with six, but that's, that's about it. Yeah, that's awesome. But you guys, yeah, you guys have we, a great we podcast. We stay dedicated. I mean, I, I have well, listeners, too, that. who who heard you guys on, on my podcast and are now avid followers yeah. of you guys. Like, yeah. No, I just saw somebody in the chat. that was saying that earlier. Like I, I found Hall's guy from yeah. Avery. So that's all. Awesome. Yeah. It's cool that we get to help each other. Yeah, absolutely. How it should be. I agree. I'm actually going on the tinfoil hat podcast um, at the end on the 27th oh, of this that's month. Dope. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty. That's stoked. awesome. Hopefully it's huge for you. I'm pretty stoked to talk to Sam. You know, it's one of those things where you like listen to people for a really long time and then all of a sudden you're like on their show. You're like, this is really cool. Yeah. (laughs) This is awesome. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, I I love his show too. I've been a big fan. That's where I heard you guys, the Egress Industries. And I was like, okay, I got to learn more about this story. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh, all right, Steve, you ready to shut her yeah, down? Yeah, yeah, it's about that time, Hollow Cult. Uh, we will wrap it up. Um, Avery, if you want to tell everybody where they can find your show, and uh, absolutely. Oh, sorry. No, that's all right. Sorry. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I have. Um, you can find me basically on any um, podcast platform, Chiller Queen Podcast. You can also find me on YouTube. I don't post a lot of stuff on YouTube. I'm doing a David Hamblin series where you can watch the 15-minute preview right now of this case that I'm working on. Um, it's It goes into, like, it's an actual case that's going on right now um, in Provo, Utah. It's a ritualistic abuse case. It's, it's pretty crazy. Um, but I also have my premium Rockfin channel, and that's where you watch the full, full episodes on video. Um... And then I also have, you can find me on Instagram, Chiller Queen Podcast. Also go to my website, chillerqueenpodcast.com. Um, and also you can find me at A Very Dope Cook on Instagram as well. That's my personal profile. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me. Hell yes. You know what to do, Holocult. That being said, um, thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks to everybody in the chat. Make sure to support all of our creator friends that hang out with us every Wednesday. And um, yeah, just thanks for kicking it. So until we meet again, stay safe, stay weird, and check out the Chiller Queen podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, guys. <laughs>